we all black at the end of the day and then he said you should check the comments on my page when i post my light-skinned girlfriend and maybe you'll understand the frustration well my brother i think traditionally what a lot of dark-skinned women have against light-skinned women is that traditionally the light-skinned woman has been put on a pedestal above the dark-skinned woman you know just as the white woman is put on a pedestal above all black women. Um, so when, when they see brothers that they may be attracted to, you know, who are, who are probably closer to their complexion than the light-skinned woman that they're with, you know, and if you judge apples and oranges as far as qualities you know they might have the same education you know same body type and you know they might be equally in good and bad whatever the case may be but then this guy keeps going these guys keep going with the light-skinned girl it, it says something psychologically and it also creates animosity and you know, resentment for the one that you constantly are being overlooked for. You see, and a lot of our brothers have been trained to... You see, this goes back to what we were saying earlier with Iggy Azalea and all of that. It's our... It's our perceptions of beauty. It's our mental perceptions of what we think is beautiful and what society tells us is beautiful. So, yeah, we're all black, Tank, but if they notice that all you're fucking with is light-skinned women, even though they're black, you didn't cross over and, and you know, and now you deal with strictly white girls or, or strictly Asian or whatever the fuck. You know, you're still within the Wow. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We sick boss. Now, l let me just say this. I'm getting inundated on my email address with... All of these topics, and this topic came from a sister, a brown, you know, milk chocolate sister. And the sister was basically saying that most brothers have an issue with dark-skinned women. Now, we've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it. Every time a brother gets some paper, whether it's uh, National Football League, whether it's the NBA, whether it's uh, Major League Baseball, I don't, whether he, when he get paper, we see a lot of brothers tend to go light or white. Black flight. Are they afraid of the sister? Now, when I was coming up, I heard the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. 
And now with the advent of movies like Woman King and Wakanda Forever, sisters like Lupita gaining recognition. And can't nobody argue that Lupita is not gorgeous. That's a gorgeous woman. But I've seen in my walk, in my life, where I've seen brothers who are, you know, dark and pigmented go for the lighter girl. I, I, I need to understand, is there a colorist agenda in black America, in partic- particularly with black men? Do black men avoid having children? Sure, you're going to have sex with the sister, but are you going to raise a family? Oh, we're going to get deep. We're going to get dig. We sick, boss. Do many black men have a problem with dating and marrying dark-skinned women? When we come forward, the voice of reason has questions, and the phone lines are already popping. Reason. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. On his birthday, on the Sagittarian funk side of the game. Ladies and gentlemen, the Voice of Reason is live here on KBLA Talk 1580. And my, my chat room is already on fire for this topic. We sick boss you remember that famous line in the x movie starring denzel we sick boss we sick because i believe colorism or intra-racial colorism is it's an extension of what happened it's trauma it's slavery trauma you know joy de p t S, what is it? Post-traumatic slave syndrome. The definition of colorism, prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone. We just saw the country of Dominica, the Dominican Republic. The United States just issued a warning for all dark-skinned Americans to be aware or get out of the country because the country of the Dominican Republic are purging dark-skinned folk that they believe to be Haitian. And their number one criteria is the skin. So uh, the United States had to tell, because my kid is in the DR right now playing professional basketball. I immediately called, hey, brother, uh, be careful. You could get snatched up. The, the Dominican drop squad coming to get you. Now, I don't understand the Dominicans. No disrespect to the DR. A lot of brothers and sisters go down to the DR. They love Punta Cana. But the reality of it is when you get deep into the Dominicans' history, There's an African falling out the tree. You go to their tree and you start knocking on their tree. Africans is falling out of the tree. Again, colorism. Prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. 
Colorism within the black community has been a serious emotional and psychological battle. Fast forward, American Music Awards. Chris Brown and Sierra have something amazing set up for us. They have done a tribute to the late, great Michael Jackson, a dance routine. So what happens is it gets canceled. And one of the words that came out was, or reasoning behind it, was, well, the brother Chris uh, abused Rihanna, and I I thought everybody forgave him for that and and acknowledged that it was a wild situation, and there's no justification for uh, domestic violence or whatever, but, you know, they said they can't do that. Uh, They can't do the performance in light of the fact that he did that, as well as Michael Jackson is an alleged child molester. Even though Michael Jackson was acquitted, even though Michael Jackson was followed by the FBI for 10 years and nothing was discovered about him. But when I started to pull back the layers, there was a whole movement of sisters that were happy about it. And one of their reasons, they claim that the brother, Chris Brown, is an alleged colorist. Now, what was said was Chris Brown had a birthday party and he told his security uh, what was alleged that he said. You know, He told his security, don't let no dark-skinned girls in. And a lot of sisters were very upset and they were also upset with uh, the beautiful sister. Lord have mercy, this girl is beautiful. Kelly Rowland comes to Chris Brown's defense and says everybody deserves grace, and I am in agreement with her. Yes, everybody deserves grace. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody falls short of the kingdom of God, all that. But a lot of sisters were mad at her Because they said, you know, if you weren't Kelly Rowland, you would have been one of the women that he alleges to not allow into his birthday party. This is what was going on. I've got questions. How do other physical characteristics besides skin color play a role in colorism? Do many brothers find lighter-skinned women more attractive than dark-skinned women? I love sisters. I don't care what the shade is. The shade could be albino almond. (laughs) I just made up a shade. Albino almond. High yellow. Uh, Caramel. Do you say caramel or caramel? Mocha. Mocha latte. Come on, sister. I love sisters. From all shades. All the way down to midnight blue black. I I love them so black I can see the constellations in their skin. Oh, I love sisters. Ain't nothing like sisters in the world now. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. I want to know. I've never really had a preference in terms of skin color. Me personally. I, I, I knew I loved sisters. I knew that. 
But to say, oh, because I didn't see some really ugly light-skinned girls. Let me just be real. And I've seen some ugly light-skinned girls that were conceited. And they thought just because they were light with maybe colored eyes that they were somehow gorgeous. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. And I've seen some unattractive dark-skinned women. But for the most part, when I see sisters, I see beauty for the most part. Okay. Who coined the term colorism? What are some common myths about colorism? How do people view or understand colorism within their own race? That's right, ugly is ugly, regardless of your skin tone now. <sighs> ain't nothing uglier than an ugly person that's conceited. There ain't nothing uglier than that now. <laughs> how do we, or how do people, View our understanding of colorism within our own race. Is there such a thing as dark skin privilege? I don't, I, I've never heard of it. But I have heard of light skin privilege. Can I tell you, my grandmother, I never met her. She died when she was 36 years old after having 11, 12 children. She died of stomach cancer. Beautiful little Nancy Bale. That was her name. Nancy Bale. Nancy Bell was so light, you can't even call her light. Nancy Bell was like a white woman. But her mama black, Emma Sue. But Nancy Bell, Nancy Bell was white, white. But she was black. She was biracial. But she took all her daddy genes, man. <laughs> she was beautiful, though. But because she was so light, I'm sure she was able to pass. And in passing, there are privileges to passing. Yes? 1-800-920-1580. I want to know your experience. If you're a dark-skinned person and you've been discriminated against in relationships, of course you've been discriminated against in a, in a white supremacist society. But I, I want to know what y'all think about tonight's topic. We sick, boss? Do many black men have a problem with dark-skinned women? And if she's dark-skinned, does she have to have a weave, or do you like her natural hair? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, because a lot of men, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Right? If Lupita wasn't a movie star, would you treat her right, brothers? 1-800-920-1580. Call me right now. I need to know your thoughts. Ronan, Indianapolis, get in here. Hey, Zoe, what's going on? What's up, bro? Hey, your co-host is clowning. That's a good way to start. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you feeling today? Man, I'm turned up. Yeah, You can see it. I'm turned up right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's get into it, then. <laughs> So did you wow. hear you hear my setup, right? Yeah, I heard this. I heard it. All right, so tell me, what do you think? You know, in many cases, I see uh, many shades of insecurity mm. on the male and, and the women's side. Now, I've had guys in school basically ostracize me because I wasn't going what society was demanding. 
early in high school, I was I was more concerned about, you know, mindset and attitude, how she carried herself. If she was beautiful, she was beautiful. And I've seen, I've sampled different shades of melanin. And I've seen mud ducks from every shade of melanin. Mm. But when it came down to it, it's just like how she carried herself, how she treated me. And I had one guy basically tried to give me a PowerPoint presentation about how to date other fair-skinned women, allegedly. And all the things he was asking, talking about, like, how, how she treats you, she'll give you things, do these things. That's how I, I get, I can get that from her, you know, just as well as anybody else. And then when these women he was talking about showed up, he looked like he made a beast man. So that, that, that was his choice. But, again, it's like I don't like the idea of treating or being treated like a fetish. Mm, interesting. And I've, and I've experienced that in Australia where I had, I was turned off by, and it was, she was a beautiful woman from Australia, but then, like, she kept saying, you're referring to my skin as chocolatey and all this weird, you know, stuff. Like, okay, look, I'm off. I'm good. Mm. I didn't like that. You know, if, if you like me for me, cool, and vice versa. But if it gets into this extra stuff, either to piss your family off or, you know, to, you know, I guess put a notch on your belt or something like that, then I'm kind of put off on that. So I never liked that stuff. Wow. 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 My brother... You already know, man. I appreciate your insights. I appreciate you taking the time to call in all the way from Naptown. You know you can call in anytime you want, man. You got a seat at the table, man. Thank you, brother. All day. Yes, sir. Listen, I need to hear from y'all. I need to hear from y'all. Listen. Somebody told you you were ugly. Somebody told you. You were not beautiful based on your skin color. And then here's the real evil. Here's the real sin. You started to believe it, and then you started to perpetuate the idea. And when I say you, I mean us. And, uh, and although we say we sick boss, do many men have a problem with dark-skinned women? Please understand that it goes both ways. It goes both ways. There's there, there's some sisters out there that, you know. Okay, here come the sisters. They coming for me now. 1-800-920-1580. Get in here. I need to know. I need to know what you think. Uh, I think Andy is motioning to me. What do I got? I got 10 seconds, 30 seconds. Oh, I got 30 seconds. Look, when I come forward, the phone lines are already cracking, okay? People in my chat room is saying, Lupita is not attractive. I, I don't know. I don't understand how. Call in and share your thoughts about today's topic. The Voice of Reason is on fire tonight.
He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. What up, California? The voice of reason is live on one of only two black owned radio stations in California. You understand? And tonight, on The Voice of Reason, we are here to have a deep discussion while at the same time honor the great Roger Troutman. Lost to us early. I think his brother killed him. Today's his birthday. So I'm playing his records and records who sampled Roger. So we just want to acknowledge and hold that brother up. We got full lines. We've got full lines. I'm going to get to the phone lines right now. Tonight's topic, we sick boss. Do many black men have a problem with dark-skinned women? I want to know the truth. I want brothers to call in and tell the truth. I want sisters to share their stories of maybe how they felt marginalized because of their skin color. How they were made to feel small because they were too dark. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. We got Sean from Oakland, California. Sean, get in here. Hey, brother. So, so I'm I'm married to an absolutely gorgeous but light skinned sister. And when I say that, she has multiple background. You know, African descent, Syrian descent, uh, Portuguese. uh, You know, she's Brazilian. Anyway. My point being is my experience when I was there in Brazil many uh, dozens of times is that, yes, there is that discrimination that goes on. There's no doubt about it in my mind as a white guy. I picked it up right away. You know, lighter-skinned people were getting better jobs. Lighter-skinned people were, um, you know, having a bigger advantage. You know, but fast-forward that here to the United States, right, not that much difference, but I have to tell you, and, and I'm going to get screamed at here. I've seen more black women um, looking for, you know, something a little bit of a lighter shade than black men. Ooh. The black men that I know growing up um, didn't really look at it that way. Like you said, you're not really looking at a shade of color. You're looking at someone maybe you can be with a, a, a long amount of time. And we're not talking about sex like in those rock star years. Like I told Andy, I said, I had like seven years where I was able to be with just about everybody. But now I've been together for a long time with the same person. But I have to tell you, you know, um, I'm saying that I'm not sure anyone's sick. I'm just saying that there's something there. But I have to tell you, when it gets down to the brass tacks and what's most important is the kind of person that you can get through life with when bad things come up, and and they will come up because that's the one thing you can predict about life, and then some way you can work together to make it right going through into the sunset, a long-live relationship. Wow. I love it, Sean. You already know how I get down with you, brother. I appreciate the call, and thank you for being so candid and transparent about who you get down with. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, brother. Love it. 
Yes, sir. Sean is in here telling the truth. Who else wants to tell the truth? He brought Oakland into the building. Look, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We're going to keep it going. Yasmin from Greensboro, North Carolina. Get in here, Yasmin. Hey, what's up? Can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So tell me, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Well, um, I think I'm not oblivious of what's going on, but I think uh, like topics like this don't move our community forward. But I am a light-skinned woman, uh, but I dated uh, black men only, uh, all shades. And also, too, I noticed that, you know, we talk about how black men only date, you know, like, you know, not only date, but we talk, we focus more on black men dating lighter or like other race of women. We, we don't really talk about when black women do it. So I think it's kind of like, you know, a double standard here. But how I see it is that I think, you know, uh, you have to look at a man's character. And even these men, for example, I have, you know, a lot of guys come up to me like wanting to date me because I'm light skinned and I would never date those type of men because I'm like, I look at it as a, he lacks character as far as like certain things I'm interested in, you know, but like when a man comes all, you know, I love your skin color, just, you know, I want to get with you because you're light skin. I'm like, mm, that's a, that's a huge turnoff for me, a major turnoff. So when we like to my darkest, darkest skin women, like fellow sisters, if a guy is like, you know, going to act like that, you probably don't want to date him anyway, <laughs> you know? So, so, so which, I, wait, so I, wait, yes. I mean, which part of the argument did I not cover? You said, you said, no, I mean, uh, no, I, no, no, I mean, I understand like, I would just say we focus more on like when uh, black men, you know, date lighter or, and like other race of women, but we, as, this is not just you, but it's like, you know, most, you know, people I see online, they don't really talk about when, you know, black women date lighter skin or other race of men. Mm, good stuff. I, I love it. I you know love what I mean? it. So we're, we're going to talk about it. Let's just talk about it, you know. And I see it. I'm looking at your chat room now. People are talking about the past bro, past bro, bro, pros or whatever these guys are going overseas. Honestly, to me, like, I think we should just look at people's character. You know, that's like the main thing. But I know most people don't do that, you know, but hey. <laughs> no, that's a great point. I, I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you shared it. I saw you typed it in the chat. That's why I asked you to call in, and you did that. And we appreciate you for elevating the conversation. Thank you, Yasmin from Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> we appreciate it. Call in any time. show. Bye-bye. Yeah. Let me just say, can can like she said, can we have a real discussion, like a real knockdown, no-holds-barred discussion? Can, can we be honest about why certain brothers and sisters don't like dark skin in a mate? Can we, can we really just, can we have that conversation? Are, are you guys brave enough to open up about your skin color preference? And that's why I named the topic, We Sick Boss, because black was made to look evil. Black was made the uh, listen devil's food cake uh, all the demons in uh medieval art and black uh just everything bad is black have you seen a black apple <laughs> in the disney movie everything black is 
is sick and depraved and crazy. I just want to know how has that poison seeped into your relationship choices? You're going you're gonna to call in and tell the truth tonight or you're going you're gonna to act brand new. Listen, when I come forward, I'm going straight to these jam-packed phone lines and I want you guys to speak on that subject. How did it creep in? How did that toxin, toxicity, creep into your relationship choices? When we come forward, the voice of reason shall continue this bonfire. Is it good to you? Good to you? More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Mostly all sisters is fine. Yeah, my playlist is on fire tonight. Happy birthday to Roger Troutman. We we bigging him up right now. But we have a great topic. We sick, boss. Boss. We sick, boss. Do many black men have a problem with dating, marrying, having children, raising a family with dark-skinned women? I can proudly say my children are by a dark-skinned woman. I can proudly say it. Yes, I can. Beautiful kids I have blessed 1-800-920-1580 i'm not trying to tell you to do what is outside of your truth i'm just saying when you look at words like denigrate the root word of denigrate is negro the word denigrate means to darken and you all know that denigrate isn't a pot like if i'm denigrating somebody that's not positive that's a negative action. Yeah, I'm going to go out of my way to denigrate this person. I'm going to go out of my way to denigrate this woman, this man. I'm going to denigrate. In other words, I'm going to darken them. Ugh. That's got to be in your subconscious somewhere, right? Kenneth, North Carolina, get in here and talk to me about it, brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on, though? I, 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 I'm from North Carolina, but I've been living in New York for the past 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a lot to say. <laughs> well, then you you ain't got a lot of time. You might as well get to it, bro. I know. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Boom, boom, boom. All right, boom. All right, so. so. <laughs> the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have notes, actually. I was writing down notes. Okay, all right, so boom. I personally believe that all or most of us black folk in America have doses of anti-blackness within us. Mm. I believe us, like I said, all or most. I believe the only way that you don't have it within you is just how you were conditioned in your household. Like if your parents were really, really, really like stood with you and taught you and pushed uh, 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 their own beauty standards within you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, but look at how we basically treat each other. You know, we treat each other. We we look at other black people through the lens of white people. Mm. It's a very hateful, hateful. We don't speak. You know, uh, back in 2020. Uh, when the protest was going on, there was, I don't know if you watched the video, but it, a white woman was filmed in Walmart standing in front of the seasoning aisle, holding her hands, her arms, blocking the seasoning from just 
black woman. Mm-hmm. And the black woman pleaded with her, respectfully called her ma'am. The video was more than five minutes. And she was begging this woman to move so that she can get the seasoning. The white woman said, I'm not moving because you're on the wrong side of the aisle. Wow. Had that white woman been a black woman, she would not have pleaded with her for five minutes to move. She would have pushed her out of the way. Mm. That would have been fine. So I believe that we see each other through the lens of white people unless we go on our healing journey. You can't live in an anti-black society and not have anti-blackness within you. Wow. It's almost impossible. Almost. Wow. So your, wow. your preferences are going to be influenced by, you know, when, when, when many of us black women say, oh, it's my preference. My preference is white skin. It's just a preference. But that's influenced by our own anti-blackness. So is it a preference or is it guided by the anti-blackness within? Boom. Point number two. Uh, dark skin is seen as specifically dark skinned women and men. They're seen as masculine, both women and men. Seen as masculine, mean, angry. The light skinned women are seen as soft, Feminine. You know, uh, even the light-skinned men, look at how uh, our society, like other men, treat light-skinned men. Look at when you see a dark-skinned man taking care of himself, taking care of his skin. He talks with sense. He has, he's in tune with his emotions. What do people say? He's acting light-skinned. You see. We do have so, seasons as a people. We do got yeah. seasons. It's dark skin season. It's light skin. When, when Wesley Snipes snapped, stepped on the scene, it was dark skin season. Teddy Pendergrass, dark skin season. Right? T'Challa. But, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman, but, oh, dark skin season again. Come on, brother. But see, the thing is, is that it's different. Colorism is different. There's a difference with colorism in the black community between black men and black women. Uh, black men who are dark skinned are actually seen as sexy, especially if they're attractive and, you know, you know, they have a nice body or something like that. They're seen as more attractive. Black women love, you know, the darker, the berry, the sweeter, the juice. But it's not quite like that with on the men's side. Um, I'm trying to go listen to the music and the rap lyrics. Listen to how many times Redbone and Yellowbone is mentioned in their song? You got a point. I ain't heard Chocolate Hot Bone smoke. yet. <laughs> exactly. I want a pudding-colored bone, girl. <laughs> Nobody said that Literally. yet. <laughs> Listen to your music. The Baby, the Baby, the rapper, he had Danny Lee thinking that her light skin granted her being the winner over his dark baby mother he had wow. her gassed up so much so that she made a song talking about yellow bone and what he wants wow she did not feel that way off of her own he gassed her up go back to your high school years and your memory and visualize how the light skin girls were treated how they were top tier in the dating pool i'm personally i'm a light skinned man and i know i have a privilege and I use the hell out of it. I, I believe we all have privileges. <laughs> Nigga, I'm going to use it. 
use it, brother. But use I also, it. But I also speak out against it, you know. So my light skin privilege, I, I'm a beautiful man. So you add beauty into play. You know what I'm saying? I take care of myself, you know. And all of that um, uh, plays a part in how I'm treated in society. I get free food. People are not, I mean, it's... I get the carpet rolled out for me. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, last point. Um, well, second class point. Look at how your grandmas and your aunts and your uncles treated the light-skinned grandkids over the darker ones. Mm-hmm. Or even how your parents treated the, light, the lighter ones over the darker ones. Look at when you're in school, we call you your burnt biscuit, your African booty scratch. Uh, or skillet. Look at even when... Skillet. Skillet. Skillet even is when one, we yeah. joke on each other. Even when we joke on each other as adults, if you're really dark, they're going to call you black. Look at Kodak Black. Kodak Black said he's ugly. He don't like his skin. He said he don't want no damn dark-skinned woman. That's what Kodak Black said. Wow. You know, and my well, last well, point... Okay, because we we right up against it, brother. We like you fifteen right, seconds. Okay, last point. Us as black men, uh, we also think about our future children when dating women. Uh, YG at Nipsey Hussle's funeral, the rapper, he said when he said his speech at the end of his speech, he said, "We need to protect our light skinned daughters." That's what he said on stage. You wow. He didn't say we need to protect our daughters. He said we need to protect our light-skinned daughters at his funeral. A group of NFL players were on vacation. All of this is on YouTube. A group of NFL players were on vacation with their wives and or girlfriends. All of the wives and girlfriends were white or I remember the clip you're talking about, but brother, we right there. We we, got to push forward. Kenneth, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, brother, for the insight. Wow. People are passionate. About tonight's topic, but I am too. Because how are we going to vote together? How are we going to do business together and we don't even like each other's skin color? Oh, you think it's not related? Huh? You think it's not related? Oh, it's all related, man. Let me tell you something about trauma and wounds. They're holographic. They manifest in every part of your life. When we come forward, Zoe Williams is going to keep this fire lit. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to a group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own Emancipation Proclamation. Let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of 
our heritage, as somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black, ugly, and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high, and But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out. Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black and beautiful. Come on, MLK. Come through with the sermon, brother. Now, that's a sermon. That is a sermon right there. He said, I want to get the language right today. (laughs) Listen, man, I keep telling y'all. You want to defeat white supremacy? You got to throw away their dictionary. See, they got a dictionary of how they define you. And then they give you the dictionary and say, Listen, align your life to the thoughts and ideas and concepts and definitions that are in this dictionary. If you do that, you get to rise up our ladder of success, play our game. You get to, you're invited to our cookout. We ain't got no seasoning, but you are invited. <laughs> so what happens is you lose yourself. You lose your pride. You lose your self-worth, your self-esteem. Self-approval, self-acknowledgement. Yes, many pe- it happens to many of us. And it ain't just America. Right? It's not just America. South America. Mexico got hidden black Mexicans. Why are they hidden? Why are the black Mexicans in Mexico hidden? It's a whole culture of them. Why? Why is skin cream the number one selling cosmetic product in the third world? Sammy Sosa. Lord have mercy. Well, I guess you could say Michael Jackson. Well, I mean, Michael Jackson gonna say, no, I'm a black man. I saw Michael Jackson say that. I'm a black man. You know, I guess I guess vitiligo is his his reasoning for saying, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lighten all the way up. But Sammy did it because he didn't like his brown skin. Who taught you to hate? Malcolm said, who taught you to hate your skin color? Who taught you that? And it manifests itself in our relationships. So now, you hear me say it all the time, Krishnamurti. It is no measure of health to be fully integrated into a sick society. So part of that sickness is self-hate. You got to push down the real you in order to ascend. Because once you show the real you and it's not congruent with what they want you to be, their dictionary, their definitionary of you, then you become a threat. 
What happens when brothers start loving all sisters of all colors, of all shades? Just become big time sister advocate. If you think something wrong with the sister, heal yourself and put yourself in her presence. It might spark something in her. No, you want to blame her. You want to be all. A woman ain't never built nothing. A woman ain't never did nothing. A woman woman is a helpmate. woman is this. Okay. Then that means she's not responsible for her toxicity then, right? She perpetuates it. She expresses it just like you do. But if she didn't build the society, huh? How are you going to call her out to be accountable? No, brother. What you need to do is become the man that you think you are and then go in her present. It might spark something, right? Oh, no, but there are brothers out there that don't even like chocolate sisters. Let's just be honest. Come Am I lying? Their brothers, are, uh, come on, 1-800-920-15. And yes, it goes both ways, sisters. I know this is, this is out there the same way. This is out there the same way. Come on. But it is perceived differently. Sisters love Idris Elba. Love him to death. Sisters loved Teddy Pentagrass. Loved him to death. Am I lying? Hmm? I, I want to know, am I off with my perception here? Let me get my brother Truemonger in here. True, talk to me then, Battle Creek. You already know what it is. True, get in here. Yes, sir. Um, man, this whole colorism, foolishness, the root of it is self-hate. Whether it was conditioning to you or whether you think it's supposed to be a trend to help you reach some sort of status or to try to uh, upgrade, uh, look down on other people who may look like you, may have the same skin tone as you or darker. Um, honestly, I don't know where a lot of people get this foolishness from. Maybe they were hurt, had their feelings hurt mm-hmm. by somebody who looked like them. So they're like, oh, they must all going to treat me like this. So they go searching for other shades, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and never bother to really check what their character might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to think, oh, uh, oh, all dark-skinned people are going to treat me like this, or all light-skinned people are going to treat me like this, so I'm going to go over here. And it's cool to have a preference. There's nothing wrong with people having a preference. It's when people get disrespectful about it. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the issue. Um, I've dated all shades. Had no issue with it. My mama was dark skinned. Mm-hmm. So my aunts were dark skinned. My dad's side of the family, they were lighter shade. Mm-hmm. So I saw all kinds of shades. I'm like, man, I'm not judging you based off that. I'm going to see what kind of person you are. Now, if we don't vibe as human beings, then I'm only going to rock with you so far. That's what it will boil down to for me. I'm not going to shame anybody because they're because their skin tone. Now, cats like Sammy Sosa, something's really wrong with him. He's been dark his whole life. I grew up watching him play baseball. He was dark-skinned. Then all of a sudden, he looked like a Jim Carrey. That's just dumb. (laughs) Then you got people over there 
want to deny their blackness. I'm like, man. And half of them doing it just to try to fit in with society. Mm. But they they don't see you for who you really are, regardless of how many times you bleach your skin. Righteous. Righteous. So what's the point of trying to blend in with them when they're going to hate you anyway? Absolutely. Stick with the folks who love you. But that's just my two cents on it. My brother, True Monger, we appreciate you for the call. Thank you for the insight. When I come forward, you know I'm going to one of my favorites. Battle Creek, Michigan. Heru Ali about to cut all the way up. Reasons. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Tonight, my playlist is my co-host as usual. I'm playing records that were sampled, right, using Roger Troutman records. Roger Troutman was a music giant, a genius, man, and I don't think he gets enough credit. Played in the Funkadelic with George Clinton, played with James Brown. I mean, the guy was a legend, man. And, of course, Zap. So... I just wanted to, you know, show some love to him on his birthday today. That's why we're playing his records as well as records that uh, sampled his music. So just Roger Troutman, my co-host tonight. Phone line's been jam-packed the whole time. I'm going to Battle Creek, Michigan. Brother Heru Ali in the building. Heru, get in here. Peace and love to the family of nations. Honors Zoe, honors Andy staff, and honors to the God, Tavis Smiley. We appreciate you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen. <laughs> Here we listen. go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm back in Michigan. Listen, the topic tonight is so layered. It's, it's layered like a blooming onion. There's multiple layers. Right. There's superficial and there's there's deep layers. So are we talking about Wait a minute. Uh, nobody had a problem back in the in, in the the eighties and the early nineties when I'll be sure type Negroes. <laughs> and I'm being real. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> we got seasons, man. You know we got seasons in the black community. Co- when I'll be sure, Chris, Christopher Christopher Williams. All I'm showing. Come on, listen, listen. <laughs> you, you, you're picking my brain. Listen, we had no problems with that. And listen, I ain't even mad at it. I understand it now that I'm 49. <laughs> I get it. That's fine. So guess what? Let me hit y'all with this right here. Put the, the light skin against the dark skin. Because whether uh, there was a person who existed on this earth, by the name of Willie Lynch. Mm. Pit the light skin against the dark skin. School days. The 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 the, the, the old the, the old man against the youth. Mm-hmm. Listen, all social engineering. So wait a minute. Let me take it. Let me make it personal. Me myself. Growing up. In the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, I was considered uh, not so cute. <laughs> Come on. I was, I, was, I was considered not so cute. <laughs> and what's crazy is, Zoe, what I did not realize and I did not see was my eyes. 
And now you know about eyes because you have. I don't know. Uh, I don't you've know been what blessed you're with a specific. About. I don't know. You, what you've been blessed. <laughs> Wait a minute. You've been blessed. You, Go ahead. You've been blessed with specific. You've been blessed with specific eyes. That that uh, well, you say I ain't never had to work to get the attention of. I'll stop there. Listen, when I was in the military, they told me it's like, oh my god, your eyes. I bet they get you in in trouble. I was like, what? Because I was, I grew up, you know, uh, socially and economically impoverished. That my eyes didn't make a make a difference, but I have I have special unique eyes. When we're talking about the standard of beauty, listen, here we go. We have been socially engineered to expect that black folk, darker, light skinned. Oh, we need to be against each other. Yeah, no. We're not doing that because after I I joined the military and my eyes shine through, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at that. Do you know how many folks, females, that I was able to be um, intimate (laughs) with after uh, 20 years? And then I, I was able to exact revenge for them revenge. not consider me, <laughs> it, it, it was also revenge stuff. I gotta be honest, it was also revenge stuff. It's like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm fine now. I wasn't fine then. Listen, the black and the berry, we've been socially engineered to hate each other. Pit the dark skinned against the light skinned. It's all been a control mechanism in the social engineering side of the game. Listen, we all need each other. Whether we look like whatever, we need to create our own standards of beauty and go from there. Because y'all miss out on, listen, if we're talking about ugly, let's talk about ugly. Let's t- Does ugly exist? Is there? A- it, it absolutely. There's some ugly <laughs> ass babies. I think I can say ass. Yes, there's some ugly ass babies. Like, oh, they and, and you know how it, in in the black community we say, oh, that baby look, oh, look at that baby outfit. That baby's so precious. We don't never say, oh, look at that baby's eyes. Look at that baby's hair. Like, if they ugly, <laughs> we say, oh, look at that baby. No, listen. We, listen, it's layers to this onion that we deal with. No, you're it's right. absolute layers that we deal with. Come on, Zoe, you already know. You, you, you've been privileged. Listen, respectfully. Is it privileged, Zoe, though? Come on, Heru, don't do me like this on national radio. Uh, uh, Heru said, you've been privileged, <laughs> brother. <laughs> oh, <no>, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I was wrong with saying that you've been privileged. You you continue to be privileged. <laughs> Let's just do it respectfully. Yeah, you already know the power the power of perception. Oh God, the power of perception. But just like uh, OG Jeff Brown said last night, who prescribed the perception on the glasses that you look at? The- right. 
Right. Who get, who makes yeah. the prescription? Oh. Right. Right. Oh, oh. Come on now. No, respectfully. That's true. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Listen, love each other because uh, someone you might have perceived as an ugly duckling could be your savior. No, that's true. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan. Respect. Yes, sir. Hey, we turned up right now. The phone lines are jacked. I'm calling. I'm getting everybody in. Don't even trip. Fred. 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 Hey, good, hey, good afternoon, bro. Brother Fred, talk since to us, man. A, since this is a serious, uh, a serious subject, I'm going to take it serious, okay? Thank you, Fred. Thank you. Uh, my brother and I are only a year and 18 days apart, okay? But my brother is dark-skinned. And I'm light-skinned. As we grew up, we had the same physique, same body weight. But my brother was able to pick, well, really, he was able to pull more women than I was, just on his physical features, his dark skin. Okay? And he, 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 he was a magnet. But the only thing was, he used to dog the girls out. Regardless of how much they liked him, he always dogged them, he always dogged, dogged them out. Me, on the other hand, I was a gentleman, and I just was more reserved than he was. So I would go and choose who I wanted to be with. I, I didn't let them choose me. As I grew older, I joined the military, and I understand what the brother said. Uh, when you go to the military, you get more confidence in yourself and your abilities, mm-hmm. and that shines through. So then when women see you, you're in top physical shape. You have a clear mind, you're disciplined. So women are attracted to that. And I mean, here in America, overseas, all of that. But the thing is, I have always been attracted to blue, black sisters. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice was my philosophy. Mm-hmm. But when I came to L.A., I can find no blue, black sisters. There was none. They in Inglewood, and- South Central, Compton. No, I'm just Well, I was in, <laughs> Well, I mean, I used to go to the Red Onion and I used to go to the Carolina West, so you know, brothers know where that would used to be in the old days. So and no Fred don't like Latinos. Fred love all women. I just happen to be with a Latino woman that loves me. So I see your little comments on the side. Fred, you respond. Wait, Fred, you responding to, to, to comments in the chat, but you on the radio and people who are listening to the radio don't know who you talking about, Fred. Oh, okay, okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, I love black women. I, I I mean I'm real true, but I love black women, not black girls. Well, all okay? right then, so Fred. You, you, you have to have your mind straight when you deal with Fred, okay? Because I can be a clown, but the other side of me is a very serious dude who takes life serious. That's why I'm able to clown, because I'm very comfortable. My lifestyle is very comfortable. So I don't have really any reason to be uh, down and out about uh, women or anything like that, because I take it, you know, I look at all sisters who are doing things for themselves and their man and their family. I salute y'all with the highest. And if there was, if there wasn't a shortage of black women, see, there's a shortage of black women. That's why a lot of brothers move on to other races because we, 
you know, there's a limited supply. Wait, Fred, they outnumber us. What is that? How, how is there a shortage Look, and there's like more girls, of them than us? Black girls outnumber us, Zoe. Uh-oh. Not black women. I, I see where you're going, Fred. I, I see. I, I see where you're driving the bus. I, I got you. You understand what I'm saying? When 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 you meet a black woman, she gives you all the proper respect and all the courtesies and takes a real interest on in who you are, not what's in your wallet, but mm. who you are. Mm. Mm. See, she says, "What can we do for each other? How can we?" You know what I'm saying? She speaks French. How can we make it through this life? Okay. A black girl is more like, what can you do for me? It don't work that way in no, my book. I, I got you, Fred. I, I and, and that was that was a bar right there. That was some insight. Fred, let me just say, man, thank you for coming in here serious today. Well, I told you I was gonna be serious today. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. You brought the San Fernando Valley in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you gotta do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. This is how it's going to go. The person that's been on the longest is Quentin from Dallas, then Rogish from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then Cali Soul, Denver, Colorado. When we come forward, more callers sound off. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. See something ain't right. It's the stroke like Van Damme. Oh, man, you went out, you went out. I cannot dig it, I cannot dig it. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. I mean, Roger was not playing. Jeez, so rough, so tough out here. Apparently for dark-skinned folk. Right? Yeah, there is a light-skinned privilege. I've heard about it. I want to talk to you guys about it. I want you to talk about it. That's why I named the topic. We sick, boss. Oh, gosh. My mother was, you know, I guess she was like butter pecan color. Light skin. She was light skin. Don't try to make a new designation. Your mama was light skin, so it's just that simple. She was light skin. But my daddy was black as lacquer. Boy, that boy was high gloss black. <laughs> I always say this. He reminded me of Bigfoot in the Six Million Dollar Man uh, back in the 70s. He's just big and a gang of hair and beard and, 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 and dark. That was my father. She loved dark-skinned men, by the way. She loved dark-skinned men. I always wondered, like, why do you just choose dark-skinned men? Not that I, I cared. I was just I just put two and two together. She had a couple boyfriends that I saw. They were all dark-skinned brothers. I want to know why. Hmm? Let's talk about it. Man, we turned up tonight. Tonight is on fire. It's just, let's get Quentin back in here because... He was on the longest. Quentin, jump in. Tell me your story. Yes, sir. Um, I really appreciate what you do as far as this, even even the, the questions that you ask that are thought-provoking or even the statements. I think you said something earlier about uh, post-traumatic slave. I forgot what the last word syndrome, on that was. Syndrome. 
Dr. Joy Syndrome. Yes. Yes, sir. And it, it made me think about um, even back then, like uh, the complexion of the women. And to me, it just made me think of um, being raised in fear. And you kind of, I, I believe it builds like a parental resentment as far as um, the the mothers back then and instilling in their children that um, in order to live in a way, it was almost to live in fear. And uh, I, th- I believe that gets passed, in a, passed down generation to generation, especially in men, uh, because I don't believe, especially as black men, we're, we're meant to function uh, based on fear, that fear of uh, don't wear this because you might get killed or uh, the fear of don't say this because you might get, get killed. And I think that fear builds into this resentment of I'm not supposed to live like this. So I want to find something outside of myself in a companion, because when I look at this type of complexion woman that reminds me of my mother is kind of like um, this this reminder of uh, that fear that I was accustomed to. So I have to find value or uh, whatever in society in a, in a different race. So I think it, I think a lot of that might stem from that and not just, I don't think that's just uh, exclusive to just, excuse me, just to black men, but I think that's exclusive. Uh, I think that includes black women as well, as far as their interactions with black men, as far as uh, probably having that resentment for uh, the father and uh, why they have to uh, deal with, society as it is uh in their terms of maybe having to sell their body or whatever just to make a living or even just simply just working nine to five it's that resentment of how come when you were given the opportunity you know uh something else wasn't built better off of that because y'all had uh plenty of chances but i think you said something powerful in um a a previous podcast I, i believe you named it uh, the black family being the Messiah. I think that, I yeah. think that speaks volumes as far as, yeah. um, us be us being able to change that, that paradigm. And like I said, you say, you say really powerful stuff as far as, um, not banging on what it will in that context you were speaking, you, you said not to bang on women, but I think just not to bang on your family in general, because of uh, where they had to come to up to where the, the point that you're at now. And case in point, even when we're just talking about like uh, the now, I guess, recently acquired knowledge of stocks and everything is like, it's like, imagine if this was something that was passed on in the, in the previous generation, you would just already get that now, but you can't have that resentment for the generations prior to you for not giving you that information because they were doing what they could to get you to where you are, to where you can now use this uh, information. So now it's more of a, if anything, it's more of a uh, obligation that we take use of the information that we have now because it's, we don't want that karma, and I believe that that reincarnation of the same things that we did see uh, in our in our parents and just tying that back into complexion to where I can look at a darker skinned woman or uh, a woman can look at a darker skinned man and be like uh, I don't have to attribute that attribute that fear to that complexion because now not only do I have this uh, freedom in building economically politically whatever uh, I can do that as a nation so I think 
uh, education of self, a nation of self, and just that that black family being that messiah that you had mentioned before, that's going to be the key to, I believe, breaking those uh, complexion barriers. Thank you, brother. But that's all I have to say. Thank you, Quentin. We appreciate you calling back. You brought Dallas, Texas in the building. Phone lines. Get in here. Y'all want to talk? Talk to me now. Roguish and then Cali Soul and then Minister Andrew. Let's go. What it do, man? What up, Roguish? Talk to me, brother. Well, I'm here uh, in Dallas, and this is a land of badass yellows that they trade out here big time. You know what I'm talking about? So I think brothers in specific regions probably have, you know what I'm saying, color issues when it comes to sisters. But, uh, yeah, out here, it's always, oh, I want a badass yellow, bad yellow. And it's like, well, what, what's the what's the other qualities that she holds other right. than her being a yellow chick? Because y'all passing up all these fine-ass chocolate chicks. And it's like, it, I don't know. I don't know what the what, what it is with the skin color. If it's the fact that she's close to being a pilgrim, but not, you know what I'm saying, necessarily a pilgrim or whatever. Uh, close to being a know. pilgrim. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I call it. You know what I'm saying? That's my that's my word <laughs> for the black company. <laughs> Is she close to looking like a pilgrim, brother? Don't yeah, be- <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, but you got a good point. I just think, man, um racism has done a job on our mindset. Right? And yes, yes, you you're you're right, Rogish, when you say Man, what about the other qualities? Well, see, you got to understand the way relationships are set up for many of us. We look for qualities in other people that we haven't mastered in ourselves. And so we use relationship as a kind of shortcut. If I get a person who has these qualities, then I don't have to develop them because I could be codependent and rely on them. You see, but when you say, yeah, uh, you know, let's let's look at the quality of the person. Well, only quality can recognize quality. We say it in the hood, game recognize game. Right. But that applies at the higher level of consciousness, too. And many people are not doing self-work. So what they do is they say, all right, let me look for the person who lack or who has what I have yet to cultivate within myself. Brother, I appreciate the call. Thank you, man. Nothing but good information, man. Roguish in the building. Listen, when I come forward, I'm going to get these callers off the line quick. All right, Cali Soul, Minister Andrew. We got Dallas. What we got? We got Denver, Colorado. We got Phoenix, Arizona. And we got Pasadena. Phone lines are crazy tonight. When I come forward. to you. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come on, man. My playlist is crazy. Of course, that's B.I.G. going back to Cali. Uh, you know, uh, produced by Easy Mo B. Um, you know, uh, we, we're, we're, we're actually giving homage or praise uh, to Robert uh, Roger, Roger Troutman. Because today's his birthday, and I'm playing his records as well as records that have sampled his music. So I have to uh, listen. I'm going to my callers right now, but listen, we got very limited time. Make a point, and then we got to go. 
because I want to get everybody on, all right? We all over the country, Arizona, California, Texas, Florida, Colorado. Listen, make your point, then we got to go. Keep it short. Callie Soul, jump in here. Okay, I'm going to keep it short, as short as I can. No, no, I wonder if no, 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 has... no, short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, fine. Okay, so those I, I don't know if anyone thought about those iron masks that our ancestors had to wear. White women were so jealous of black women where they had to look at us out in the fields and doing all of those things that they formed iron masks mm. for us to wear so that they could cover up our beauty. So we still acting out the behaviors that our predecessors taught us. That programming runs deep. I can't think of how many times I've been told, oh, you beautiful for a black, you know, for a dark woman. And it's mm. like, really? Nah, I'm beautiful. How you doing? Mm. Mm. We, 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 we're still acting out those behaviors. I hope that we can get past it. We still got family members that acted out. I grew, I grew up with a grandmother that used to tell me that I was ugly and black. Ugh. I finally was able to talk to her once I, you know, reached the age of maturity where I could speak to her, you know, in a in a proper way and tell her like, hey, this is this is how I felt about what you said, you know. Wow. But colorism is still alive. We, you know, we we have to stop sewing that into one another, and we've got to see the beauty, everything that we are. Everybody wants to emulate it. They selling it back to us. And now we so turned around, we running around grabbing wigs, trying to look like them, rocking party city lashes, going and getting BBLs. And it's like you trying to emulate whatever, what you already are. So, sis, come up out of all of that, all those accoutrements, and do you. Be you. Because only you can do it the best. Can't nobody else emulate us the way they want to. They keep on trying. But they ain't going to never make it. We got to get back to who we are. Thank you, love. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Denver, Colorado's in the building because of you. Minister Andrew, Phoenix, Arizona, get in here, man. We got to keep it short, though. And turn your whole living room down. Your living room is on fire. It's on fire. Turn it down. That living room, come on. That living room is louder than you are right now. Come on. Hey, though. Yes, sir. Salam alaikum. Well, Legum Asalaam. Well, what you got for me, brother? We got to we got to keep it short. Come on, brother. I understand. I understand. I just wanted to uh, commend you for the direction that I have seen you grow in the last couple of years. Uh, I appreciate uh, every time you drop Christian Murdy. Yeah. Um, I I have studied with him and new people, and I would say that he would be proud of what you have done with his work. Wow. And. Uh, it, uh, uh, it, it is obviously helpful to anybody, and I'm glad that you out there spreading that. Uh, as, as for me, to the question about uh, do we have a problem with dark-skinned women, uh, not at all. <laughs> um, I think that that's probably the best way. I just take them the way that they come, uh, and I, uh, I, I actually am waiting to hook up with a sister that is super black. Um, so brother, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Super black. I love a super black woman, man. They, they just beautiful. They sparkle, brother. They sparkle. They get that little mist of sweat on them. A little moist. Super black. I love it. Seymour, Pasadena, Texas. Talk to me. Good evening, Zoe. How are you doing? I'm turned up. You know, you got to keep it short for me, but give it to I'm me. Gonna keep, 
I'm going to keep it short. Uh, great topic. And I just wanted to say really quickly, like you said, that do many black men have a problem with dark skinned women? What you what you will hear is that some of the dark skinned women will say they want a black man, but they're not checking for him. Ooh. So you're seeing like Tika Sumner go out there and she married a brother. Mm-hmm. She didn't put black men down to go marry. She married a white man, but she didn't put black men down when she went and did it. But the sisters are called what? Bad wenches. Ooh. But brothers don't say anything about black men when they go out. Look at Jamie Foxx. All of his kids are by Ooh. the colonizers. Ooh. Okay. But, you know, but they're, oh, they're still black. They're still black. Okay, that's fine. But a lot of sisters who are just, if you look at TikTok, I'm seeing a lot of dark-skinned sisters married to white men. Mm. See, so, so a brother saying, oh, my kids are about dark-skinned women, but are you marrying them? I hear mm. a lot of brothers talk about Serena Williams. Oh, she, she didn't want any kids looking like her father. But most of the brothers that I heard talk about Serena um, only objectified her, though. Mm. Why she didn't marry a black man? Well, with the end of the black men that she dated prior to her current husband, did they come with a ring? Because Carmen is still single right now. Mm. Mm. And I wanted to say this also. Let me get off the phone. You told me to say it in the chat. I'm, I'm being respectful. We need to just understand that this uh, brothers, a lot of them have this really uh, worship of white ping. They love the offspring of white ping. And it's funny, you can you can acknowledge this, I'm going to get off the phone. You're a lighter-skinned brother. We tend to think black men are the what epitome of masculinity. Now, if you're light-skinned, oh, you're weak. But they're quick to want to go, uh, you know, mate with somebody that's lighter and make more of these men that they, they feel are weak. That's weird to me. Mm. That's an oxymoron. Mm. You don't want your kids to look like you. But some of them are hurt, too. Like you think about T.O. T.O. talked about how he was ridiculed as a, as a young kid for being dark-skinned. But it's all rooted in white, white supremacy. Ooh. Great topic. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Brothers, stop this worship. Of the white team in this, in this infatuation with his offspring, because that's all it is. There she goes. Thank you, Mimi. Jacksonville, Florida, get in here. You got even less time, but come on. She said what she said. Wow. <laughs> she said what she said, but I am going to keep it short, for real. Mm-hmm. I love my caramel skin, my complexion. I love that. I love black men, but I do think that black men. Some black men prefer white women because they feel like that's going to elevate them as a black man to be more acceptable to white society. And I think they think that white women are better. I'm not sorry. Light-skinned women are almost like white women and therefore better. Mm, 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 mm. Sister, I appreciate you hanging on and getting on the line. Listen. Al from Inglewood, you got 30 seconds, brother. I mean, literally 30 seconds. I'm going to go fast, though. It amazes me how these sisters are telling us what brothers want, my man. What we want is a woman that's going to treat us nice, that's going to love us up with a good meal at home at night. It's not white women they need to be worried about. It's these Hispanic women that's taking the brother's eye nowadays. It's not white chicks, and I love black women. But the way black women talk and look at us, every sister that just came on talks down and negative about what they heard about brothers. Some are not all. Sisters, remember that. We're not all like that. That's all. I'm going to make it real short. Salute, so you my man, baby. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Inglewood in the building. Hey, 
I just started the conversation. Y'all gotta finish it, man. The voice of reason was on fire for two straight hours. Who could say that? I mean, the phone line's packed all the way through. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Danny Morrison and Robin Ayers up next to keep the fire lit. Deuce. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.